2: All right. Welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and?
3: This is Steve. Or in this case, I should say Scuba Steve. Scuba
2: Steve, right? Scuba Steve, damn you. (laughs) (laughs) We have our good buddies from the Tri-State Skin Diving Club here in the Northeast. They came and joined us on this one. Um, It's actually pretty cool. A little bit different. Something that we haven't really done before. Kind of diving into the spearfishing realm. (laughs) I see Um, what you did there. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Right. And, uh, it's, it's kind of cool to have these boys at different perspective. I mean, they're, they are the hunters of the underwater world. I mean, honestly, I mean, they're, they're the, they're us, but, or a lot of us, but underwater. So having these boys join in and they kind of go through a little bit of this, but we're definitely going to have to have a part two with these boys. Cause we definitely did not cover everything that needed to be covered.
3: Oh no, man. We, when we cut this thing off, we realized that there was so much we didn't even bother diving into. We didn't have time. So I I think a part two after their season comes around is definitely going to be necessary.
2: So you guys will have to stay tuned for something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's, it's really something cool. And I didn't realize how much was involved in it. And I, I was a spear fisherman but not at that not at that level. These guys are at a whole new level of human being. Yeah, they're they're top notch. They're like the big buck killers of Illinois and Iowa, but underwater here in the Northeast. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Just to put it for you, land lovers, kind of what what the perspective of it actually is. Well, and it
3: was it was really cool to listen to them talk and kind of put the pieces together between scuba diving and spearfishing.
2: Mm-hmm. You no,
3: know, because you think of it a whole different way when you, okay, you know, you can dive and dive for, you know, say a good tank, you get an hour, hour and 10 minutes or so in shallow first level water. These dudes are doing this, you know, 20 feet at a time, 30 feet at a time, dive after dive, after dive without a tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all free divers, but it's all still the same dive science that goes into it that they got to take into effect every
2: dive but they're doing it with their lungs. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. Absolutely. Well, I won't, I won't waste blabbing about it. Let, let them tell the story and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get on with those guys in a second here. Let's uh let's, thanks our sponsors real quick. We'll start off with Nor'easter game calls, Um, They are our custom call builders. If you guys haven't gotten over to the website, as always, com. Uh, we have the outdoor drive series. And then Mark has been working on the ivory uh, calls that he's been kind of messing around with. There's a couple of them. They'll be up on the website shortly. So get on over there. Gator outdoors, use promo code outdoor, outdoor 25 or outdoor, outdoor drive
3: driver? 25.
2: Oh, see, that's where I messed up. It is outdoor twenty five. outdoor drive 25. Outdoor drive 25.
3: Just- and you guys need to stay tuned to Gator big changes coming. We're going to have him on here soon. And, uh, we're, he's doing a, a really cool thing with the company. He's taking it in a different direction and uh, it's no longer just going to be an apparel company. It's going to be a, uh, a, a reason to be outdoors. And I'm just, I'm going to cut it off there and not say too much more. I'm going to let him do that.
2: Absolutely. Timber tumblers, timber tumblers.com. Uh, they make our custom timber I do it every time. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> they make custom tumblers uh, go and check them out. He does a lot more. It's got some more cool stuff coming. Out on the limb manufacturing, out on the limb, MFG.com uh to get all your platforms, camera arms. The season's coming up. Go get your shikar sticks. It's very important that you're practicing with these things and not just doing it on an open day and being that last minute guy. Latitude outdoors, latitudeoutdoors.com. They have the method two and the uh, classic. Classic, classic two. So make sure you get on over there, check them out. And uh, practice with this stuff. It's very important. The season's right around the corner. We're looking at probably just a little over a month for some states to start up. Uh, I know Kentucky's going to kick off here in the beginning of September. You got bear hunting season in Maine. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of early seasons getting going. I mean, you guys got to be practicing this stuff. I mean, you can't just get in the woods. I mean, safety safety's important. So
3: Hey, Trev, Virginia has a couple early days of bear season this year.
2: Oh, that's crazy. Huh? When does yeah. that kick off?
3: Yeah, that's going to kick off late September. Wow. So, mm. uh, if you, you want a bear only no deer pressure bear season, and you want to come sit in the kill hole again, Might we've have been to. seeing a lot of bears.
2: Wow. It might, <laughs> might save me a trip to Maine might have to go and do something. <laughs> well, yeah.
3: Your likelihoods may be a little better in Maine because you've got uh baiting of up there, Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you, we still got to get you a Virginia Bear.
2: That's true. Might have to make that ride then. I'm not not against it. Just, Virginia just in September, though, has got to be really hot, though.
3: Yeah, it's hot. Skeeters will carry you away. We'll definitely be wearing the, uh, all, the all the extra repellents and things of that nature. So
2: <laughs> your call. <laughs> Whatever. Ball's right. in your court. I'm in it. I'm on it. Let's go do it for sure. I got I I gotta kill a bear. I mean it's 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 in my it's in my things to do list. I would and, and redemption in Virginia is definitely one of those things.
3: Hmm. Hey, we we've knocked off the deer. We're still fighting the turkey.
2: And we're fighting the bear,
3: and we're fighting the bear.
2: I don't want to fight the bear. I just want to shoot the bear. But <laughs> I, I I kind of want to watch you fight it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. What? That's Another news story. to me. <laughs> to, totally news to me though. I didn't even know that they had an early bear season.
3: They just changed the regs this year. So it, wow. it's only a couple of days, but they're opening up at the end of September for an early bear season before we roll into deer bear season. And, uh, there, there's been a lot of people that like. as soon as it came out, our buddy Dominic that is out here yeah. from Manassas met us at the shoot. Uh, he hit me up. He's like, dude, are you going to take advantage of it? I was like, dude, I don't even care. It's right. like they're they're There's everywhere here. Been... I see them all the yeah. time. I've got my bear. But if Trev wants to come down, that's a few extra days. Hmm. We may and be let's... able to early season pattern them.
2: Hmm. Well, I guess that might be a thing. We'll see what happens. I don't know. There's a couple other things in the list, but we gotta kind of work those things and punch those things out, and then we'll we'll get to doing it. Speaking of news, you think that maybe we should uh bring on Mr. Salter?
3: Yeah. The return of uh, news for your cruise.
0: Hey everyone, Mike here with some news for your cruise. We're going to kick this one off in Maine, where a recent approval of a bill will benefit white-tailed deer survival. The bill has resulted in forty million dollars of state budget being earmarked from the Land of Maine's Future Program for the next four years to support efforts to protect deer wintering areas. The legislation will allow the department of inland fisheries and wildlife to purchase and manage deer wintering habitat in northern western and eastern maine this allows fish and wildlife for the first time to identify and purchase land specifically as deer wintering areas that will directly aid in deer survival fish and wildlife also may now use some of the funds from deer tagging fees for land acquisition in addition to habitat management so a great step in maine to preserve and restore some deer populations Uh, that have seen declines due to decreases in wintering areas critical for survival. So now off to North Dakota and uh, a big change for hunters. Due to a bill that was signed in April, landowners now no longer need to physically post no trespassing signs on their property. Landowners may now post their land electronically to an online database managed by the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. The bill also requires anyone entering unposted private land to have a valid hunting or fishing license. So hunters will now need to confirm whether the land they are on or entering is open to hunting via the Game and Fish Department website. That can be found at https colon slash slash gf.nd.gov slash hunting slash posted land. So super important for hunters to make sure you have the ability to check these maps in the field uh, moving forward. So now off to New Jersey where unfortunately there will be no bear hunt. Uh, this year in 2021 that's right new jersey's comprehensive um, black bear policy has expired and the updated management plan has not been signed by the commissioner of the department of environmental protection without an approved plan the fish and game council cannot set a hunting season Um, and word is that this is very politically driven which has been the case for years regarding black bears uh in new jersey so it's unfortunate and no new, new jersey sportsmen please be sure to remember this come election time in november um just so we can try to get that black bear season back uh in the future lastly let's head to florida and i want to thank adam hart for reaching out with this one uh, there have been significant impacts uh to marine life this year due to some severe red tides this summer in florida And now, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has announced their new Lake Okeechobee System Operating Manual, which will dictate water releases for the next decade. This will directly impact the Kawasaki Estuary. Uh, These releases directly impact red tides and impacts on marine life, especially fisheries. The opportunity exists uh, in the next couple of weeks to provide comment on the plan and urge the U.S. Army Corps uh, to reduce releases during the wet season that Uh, would decrease the nutrient load in uh, Calasachi and help the uh, red tide situation. So if you'd like to provide comment and try to help these marine fisheries, go to the link in uh, Captains for Clean Waters IG profile and click on the top link. There's uh, information there regarding uh, how to email and the email that they have submitted themselves uh, on these releases. So, This is a great chance to push for uh, maintaining those marine fisheries and reducing the red tide impact. So if you're in that area, if you fish in that area, it'd be good to get in on this. Even though it's not directly related, it will have an impact on those marine fisheries. So thanks to Adam for sending that along. A little bit different, um, but good news nonetheless. So with that, as always, um, if you have any news, please send it along. Some people have been reaching out recently, and it's, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, you can look me up at Mike Salter on Facebook or Bearded underscore Bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride.
2: All right. It's very important that we don't forget about Mike when it comes to the news. Send him all the news that you got, especially with the season coming in, new things. I mean, like the Virginia Bear season, whatever it is. If there's something different that's in some type of change, send it to Mike, man. Let's get it out to everybody else so that they don't... Uh, they don't they don't miss out on some of these good things because not all of us pay attention to a social media b the news. I don't pay attention to new laws and stuff other than if they're in the book, then state that I want to. But they don't affect nice me. I don't look at them. Yep. Right. It's 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 really important to everybody to kind of know those things. So send this stuff over to Mike, send him your nudes. I mean, news and uh, <laughs> I mean I mean, if he's into that thing, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, one thing also I want to have you guys look at, at very quickly. Um, just, just keep in the back of your mind. We actually – I'm going to release this. Um, it might be a little bit premature, but that's okay. Um, we are doing and we've gotten the uh, invite to be part of the Hunter's Box, um, which is kind of really cool. So we're going to be coming out with a T-shirt for the Hunter's Box and actually – with your first subscription to the hunter box is actually 100% free and for shipping shipping. So, um, keep your eye out on this for, so on our social media, our Instagram, and our Facebook page, also on our website, there will be a link to it. Um, our t-shirt, I am not going to release what it is just yet, but it is (laughs) probably one of the coolest things. And we, and I do want to give the credit where credit's due, um, on our podcast with, um, life lessons from clay thurman uh clay came up with this idea of um of it so if you guys remember that or you want to go back and listen to it then you'll know what that t-shirt is but pay attention to it um kind of keep your eye out on on social media because it will be coming out here shortly so it's definitely one of those things that needs to be talked about and it's it's not even for i mean honestly it's not for the hunter one hundred percent. I mean, it's definitely a T-shirt that I think everybody could wear, whether hunter or not, that they would think is very funny. Um, so, go <laughs> on there and just kind of think of that, but pay attention to it. I just, I let's dive in. you think. <laughs> nice shot. Here comes a shooter. Shooter, big buck. Dax, dax, dax.
0: Hey.
4: Get
2: All right, we're back on the line with the boys from the Tri-State Sp- what is it, skin, skin diving? Skin
1: divers. Skin divers, yep.
2: That's kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to really kind of take
1: <laughs> that. But do you want to explain skin diving? It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, free diving. Okay. free diving, wetsuit <laughs> diving. You can, We're di- you can down dive down in your
4: skin.
3: Yeah, it's not Hannibal Lecter shit. <laughs> You could dive but yeah, you can dive butt naked
1: if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch does always want Vacation every now and then, but I wanted to do it one time you know, I wanted to shoot a striper while wearing like just my boxer shorts just to say I did it. Don't did they, call call a, the uh, they call
3: that a they call that a taduntana?
1: We can call you can call it whatever. I'm gonna name. It. I'll name it. I haven't seen anyone do it yet, so.
3: Well, what the hell are you wearing? My
1: tadantana. I pulse here.
2: i knew it was was going to be that kind of party this evening why don't you boys introduce yourself where you're from what you guys do and uh yeah tell everybody a little bit about yourselves
4: yeah so uh, i'm josh Brower. i'm uh the president of tri-state skin divers i'm from ledger connecticut um been the president for one year now um been with the club for seven years um Club started off in 2012 or 2008. 2008, um, but yeah, we started off with uh, they started off like seven guys. Uh, the, or no, six. What was it? What was it, Mitch? Six.
1: There was there was five or six guys that started five or it. Six guys
4: started off. Um, but Kelly Gillette was the main guy who started it all off. Um, okay. Since then, we've grown to 250 guys. And we're from Maine all the way down to Florida. We've got members around the world.
1: And I'm I'm Mitchell Andrew, Belanger. Live in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. It's a shore dive capital of New England, from what I understand. Fantastic fishing up here. Um, took over uh, at the same time as Josh, uh, doing the vice president. You know, as a uh, you know admin for the club. You know, a few of the boys that kicked it off they kind of got mike landau and, and mike meyer got the ball rolling for us and, and kind of grew it we, you know we helped during the time you know social media stuff really helped out you know everyone kind of wanted a, a seat at the cool kids table and uh, started joining and then uh, josh put together the online tournament and that kind of you know took off everyone wants a piece of the pie i mean we, we, we get really awesome sponsors that donate you know generously you know we we can you know cover all these categories where people catch you know the biggest fish by pole spear or spear gun for that species and um yeah we're giving away really cool prizes but i i I'll, back back when it started i remember i i showed up one day i made a phone call and i was like hey you guys got a contest let's go let's go catch some uh and there was 11 people in kelly Gillette's garage just like 11 dudes and they're like oh. i'm like this is a spear fishing club this is what it's about um and then you know it, i just get a laugh out of it now because our, our events are 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 crazy like you know yeah the 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 species meet which we have coming up august 7th um we're going to be doing the weigh in uh at five o'clock behind the fisherman restaurant in uh uh that's Gr- yeah, in long point yep and the fisherman's been really generous to us they're really cool people over there um but yeah that's like that's rowdy like we, we <laughs> we've had like 200 plus people at this event for the past like 5 years crazy like we've weigh we weigh in over 100 divers I, I don't think there is a contest in the nation that actually, you know, weighs in more divers per contest, a single day contest, or, I mean, I mean, I'd be troubled to find one in the world. Two. Yeah. I Say mean, it's, it's a really two days,
4: but that's, that's, that's a crazy event. That's 400 and yeah. some divers, but that's got scuba category and free dive. Right. We're but primarily free dive only.
1: So we're putting on, yeah, we're putting on quite the show and the, the sponsors really, you know, they, they open up the floodgates and we raffle it off, you know, a lot, all the prizes that we, you know, we raffle off, um, you know, the, the, the guys that win it traditionally are the ones that they have all the gears they don't really need more shit. So we give it to people that kind of need it like, um, you know, as <laughs> okay. raffle tickets as we go. And everyone's super pumped to participate. The gets a raffle ticket. <laughs> You're going to get a raffle ticket. You're going to win something. Nobody's exactly. ever walked home with enough, nothing to so. Uh, that's 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 our big deal coming up Just show hey man buy it buy a ticket show up to the way and you're you're (laughs) i'm here i (laughs) didn't i didn't
3: get shit i didn't get the water but i got a ticket (laughs) you
1: gotta drive up you gotta you got a little ways to go though yeah it's worth it
3: ain't the first time guys come
1: from from jersey last year we had guys drive like boat over from from jersey you know we had guys
4: we had guys trailer up their jet ski Put in at Pine Island and make the twenty-two mile run out to Block Island <laughs> in a jet ski, right? And then they came back and they and they got like twelve. And the like boys are kicking, me.
1: yeah, they're kicking ass too. But it's <laughs> it kind cute. of There's some charging.
4: It's kind of funny that you talk about those guys because
2: it was I actually slept in the parking lot that night, the same exact night that they did. So they they had pulled in. So I had some friends come up from Pennsylvania to fish with me for stripers and stuff. And we had fished that evening. And instead of me driving home, I ended up sleeping in my truck and then brought him out early the next morning. Well, I'm sleeping in my truck and these headlights pull into the, to the boat launch. And I'm like, what? It's the middle of the night. What the heck is going on? And, uh, So I I had, we had just unloaded and I was like, all right, I'm going to go up to the gas station and I come back and these dudes are like sleeping on the ground in the parking lot. I'm like, what are
1: you guys doing? Fully, fully suited up. just right there, I'm
2: like, like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we're here for the, the, you you know, the tri-state, the the skin divers combat shootout this week, this weekend. I'm like, what? I said, where are you guys headed? They're like Block Island. I said, do you realize what the weather's about to be tomorrow? And they didn't even care. They just like full send. I couldn't, we've believe-
1: got some chargers, some guys charge. I mean, we, we all yeah. kind of do, I mean, for sure, but there's definitely some, some boys in the club that really get after it. Like there's no, I mean, there's no stopping them. Like, I guess I like to fall in that category too. I mean, I've, I've, it's always an all time day for me. I don't care. So Absolutely. Eight, eight, eight foot seas, you know, sideways wind, whatever I, I can't tell underwater.
2: Yeah. underwater. does it really <laughs> change underwater when you're underwater? Like you can't even tell. It,
1: you don't
4: know what's going on on the surface. You could get to the surface. I mean, you could be at the bottom and it could be 20 foot viz and you know, it's, it's nice and calm. And then you get to the surface and it's blowing. You got white caps coming over top of your head. You're like, Oh my God, I'm in a different world right
1: now. Just This Sunday morning, I, I went out with a friend of mine, just south of the uh, Fisher's Island. We, we went around the corner and it was rowdy. I mean, it was like, you know, 20 knot gusts no no other boats were out there the water the water's breaking like crazy um and we kind of had a little plan you know predictable uh fish so we you know we covered i, I think i did seven dives total um you know we <laughs> went and did a couple couple drifts and uh we found a huge pot of bass I mean, a huge pot so and it was actually troublesome like sorting out um you know like that slot size fish which is you know out of you know fish that are are, are big you know, so we, we did, we ended up catching our, our 30 inch fish and, uh, enjoyed ourselves, went right back in. Got now, that. Yeah.
2: Now with you guys spearfishing and having that regulation, a lot of people that don't know right now is 28 to 35 inches for striped Correct. bass and it's one per man. So yeah. how do you, how does that kind of affected you guys as far as spearfishing to try and get in that slot limit?
4: We're... All the bat. I mean, when you get into a school out of Block Island, something like that, you're definitely looking for the smallest fish in the school. Now, you're getting into schools that are have forty to fifty pound fish that are coming to five true. feet from you that just look monstrous, and you got to let them swim now. But then you're looking for the smallest
1: fish. If
4: you find a small it's, fish it's school, it's going to be in that range.
1: That's crazy. We've been, I mean, we've been sorting them out for a while though. I mean, a lot of the guys that are doing yeah. it with, with some experience, I mean, we, you can definitely tell, I mean, that, that higher end, that 35 inch fish, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to something that's closer to about a 16, 17 pound striped bass. So that gets a little bit trickier. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, to tell if they're like a legal size or above 28, that's, we've all been doing that for years. So, right. um,
2: and that's the same with like tog too. With you, everything else that you guys shoot, there's a there's a limit, so you kind of know what it is supposed to be. But now you have right. to try and keep it in that that slot.
1: Yeah. Some of these fish have like maturity kind of like indicators, I guess I would call it. You know, like the tog. Yeah, They've they really, features. Right. Yeah. The colors on on The chins will develop in a little, you know, lighter color because they're sexually mature. So they'll start kind of, you know, getting the 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 lit up colors like on their dorsal spine and 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 patterns on the side. So. Um, it makes it a little bit easier to tell, uh, those, those specific, specific fish, but, um, striped bass, not so much, uh, porgy, black sea bass as well. Black sea bass, and, is another and- one, you'll see a little crown on their head and their tails will be lit up in color and they'll have a little you know stringer on them. So that's a pretty easy one to tell if it's legal.
2: And you just, well, in that point, you just try and shoot the biggest one if it looks
1: uh, well, yeah, because then sure. there's no
2: limit to the top. Right. I mean, you're just trying to shoot the biggest one that's down there anyways.
1: For those, right. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's, that that's ever, we don't want to come
4: back. back, back. When you feel like you want to eat that night. <laughs> right.
1: There you go. Selective nature. We, we also have been kind of preaching don't, you know, to, to avoid shooting the female um, to talk, oh, which yeah. Are, yeah, easily identified. They're a little bit browner. they don't have that, you know, as much of that white uh, on their face and on their head. Um, you know, they're, it's, they're a solid brown color, a little less gray, a little l- less black, no, um, you have
4: a pretty big tummy.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially right now, the ones we're seeing right now, cause it, it's closed for, for, you know, while they're spawning for a couple of months and, and we've run into some honkers. <laughs> I mean, you're down there, you're down there, you know, fishing for whatever else and you see. You're, you're up for
4: the <laughs> island. It's closed for you. I'm down in Connecticut. We, we got it open. Got-
1: true. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> I get to watch I've made. No, trust me. The, I, I got a couple of them. I'm going to pay a visit to in a week when it opens up uh, me.
4: the laws around here going from New York to Connecticut to Rhode
1: Island. It's, it's ridiculous.
4: It's crazy trying to follow all three States regulations when you have all three state lines right here.
2: Now, how does that play effect for you? Especially Josh, like because you launch out of Connecticut and then you yep. go and fish in Rhode Island or mm-hmm. New York. Yep. So you're, you're going to have to
4: follow everybody's rules. You get, you're leaving from Connecticut, but you're going into Rhode Island. You got to follow Rhode Island's rules. If, you know, if I'm going into Rhode Island and blackfish is open in Connecticut, I still can't shoot that blackfish in Rhode Island cause it's closed in Rhode Island. I can't do that. I'll have to come back into Connecticut, shoot a blackfish and then bring it into the dock.
2: And so, so also with striped bass, because striped bass, it's not legal to shoot striped bass in the state of Connecticut.
4: There is a weird law that was put in years ago that you can't shoot a straight bass in Connecticut, but you can land one in Connecticut. So if you go into New York or into Rhode Island, you can bring it back into Connecticut and land it, but you can't shoot one in the state lines of Connecticut.
2: Is there something that you would do to prove that you went into the, the, to Rhode Island, like would they ever check your track or something like that? That's a good question. Sure. I've
1: never heard of anybody. I haven't, I haven't even got to that
4: point yet. I haven't had yeah. a uh, confrontation with an officer yet.
1: Because so we that- keep our boats in the same area. That's it. Fisher's Island is really close proximity to both, mm-hmm. you know, Connecticut and Rhode Island. So, and that's New York territory. The fog season is just doesn't exist over, over there. Yeah. Like it's not even open to like, you know, Thanksgiving. So yeah. Um but yeah, you can hunt them in Western, you know, right over Watch Hill Reef and, and in Connecticut. So it's um, definitely Stonington's right there. You can hit a golf ball from you know the Stonington Break Wall to New York waters and you know, where it's illegal to catch them. So um I've never heard of anybody having to kind of navigate that, but I'm I'm curious if, if somebody, you know, has, you know, had to answer the question.
2: When I had when I had started um spear fishing, they one of the things, cause I had asked that, like, if I come out of Connecticut and go into Rhode Island, because you can shoot them in Rhode Island and New York bass. And like, what is the thing? And they're like, well, it would be best if you had a track showing that you went in that state and then came back to land the striper there, okay. but yep. you can shoot them in another state. But like you said, you can land them there, but I don't know. It's just one of yep. those things.
1: One of those blue laws. Yeah. Hey, d- my advice to everybody, just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Yep. Yeah. It's follow, follow the rules. They're there for a reason.
2: Do you, does, does a spearfishing community kind of get some type of negativity towards it? Like doing shooting fish or anything like that in nature?
1: I would say so. I yeah. think, I think maybe from some people,
4: but spearfishing is really the most sustainable way that you can spear that you can fish. You're going down and you're just selecting one fish. You're not do, getting any bycatch. Um, I mean, you may have a few that rip off, but
1: I mean, very rarely. Yeah,
4: very rarely do you have a fish rip off, and it's it's I don't know. It's, it's the most sustainable way to fish.
1: And that's the argument that we all, you know, should well have to use, I guess, too. Because if if somebody's like, "Oh, you're you're killing all these fish," well, I'm also eating all these fish. I'm also you know feeding my garden with these fish. I'm you know sharing these fish with my neighbors and friends. Um, You know, these fish are. A plus plus grade meat, but time we get them, you know, we're, we're departing them with a prayer and, and letting the blood out of them. And and it's very high quality meat. You're not going to get it any fresher than that. So, um, if somebody has a problem with how I, you know, acquire my food, then, you know, I have fun at the grocery store, I guess. Right.
3: Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well said. So I, I do got a question for you more for, uh, we'll say us inlanders, you know, some of the Midwesterners that catch in, uh, explain like a basic dive, you know, when you go down, what just start to finish, what is a basic dive? So people aren't sitting here thinking you're down there with scuba gear for, you know, 60 minutes, burning it up, you know, you're going down on a breath hold.
4: So your basic dive, you're, you know, when you're coming up from your last dive, you're sucking a little bit of air out of your, the nose of your mask. You're you're the air is already coming out. So you're, you're sucking it all in coming up, you get to the surface, you take a few deep hook breaths um you know pilots do this you take a deep breath in you hold it you almost push out and then you let it out it's
1: if you want if you want to start to finish i mean if you're on the surface you're kind of just spending more time you know relaxing and putting yourself in a good mindset you know you start start your your mask yeah. we call it a breathe up. It, You, know, you, you got your mask, your snorkel on. So you're, you know, kind of staring at the water and just relax your shoulders, your guns hanging, you're probably floating with the current. And, uh, you know, you take a really deep inhale, um, you know, fill your lungs the best you can, you know, go vertical and, and, and paddle to the bottom, but you know, you got to equalize, you know, every few feet. Um, so you don't hurt your ears or your sinuses. Um, and you know, majority of the time up here, we, we, you know, kind of just, you know, you try to relax on the bottom and settle in, you know, find a target, you know, uh-huh. that you can hunt within, your, yeah, within your reach, something you're looking at, go search it out and uh kind of enjoy yourself until, uh, you know, hunt around until, you know, your, your, your duration is up. Um, and I would say like, you know, average durations, like a good, good duration where you can hunt up here. Um, you know, if, if you can hold your breath for, for a minute, 15 seconds, you know, underwater while, while moving, you're, you're doing pretty good. You can probably hunt pretty well up here.
3: Damn. So a minute 15 is kind of like the, the target area
1: for an average dive. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say so, you know, a minute, a minute to a minute, 15, a lot of the dives, like it doesn't matter where the fish are. I mean, some I've done dives where I've caught fish, you know, 17 feet for nine seconds, you know, you know, yeah. giant, <laughs> giant. Gotcha. Fish. So okay. if you're sorting them out, you don't have to, I, I don't waste dives. I mean, if I go down there and I'm, you know, in barren wasteland and, uh, you know, I'm turning around and headed for the surface. Cause you know, for every minute you're down there or, you know, I always say double up your, your surface interval, how, how yeah. long you relax. we all have where the computer, which is something I think all divers should have yeah, say You dive watches. Yeah. watches and double up, double up your uh, bottom time with what your surface is and, um, you know, kind of relax yourself. Don't go back down until you're ready to do like a really long dive. Um, um you know, if you're in shallow water and you can kind of yo-yo it a little bit, just, you know, do it safely and, and try to relax yourself. Um, but my, for, for beginner divers, I, I definitely wanted to say this is, is I highly recommend it was the best advice that was ever given to me as a diver. Um, take a dive class. You know, we have some pros up here that can teach you and it will substantially improve your, your status, you know, and, and how well you can dive and how comfortably just knowing your physiology what's happening with your body. Um, and, Safe- and re- oh. safety, oh, right. So a the level one course of- is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it really helps like your kind of your mental game too, to really know what's happening. Um, I'll plug a couple of the guys too. I, you know, Dylan, there's some FII courses up here. Like just recently, one of our buddies in the club there, Dylan has been doing it. Oh, FII is one of the Dylan Courier. Yeah. And, and they, they'll, they'll train you and, uh, East coast divers who I trained with, they train through a SSI. It's just the, whatever, yep. you know, certification program. They do SSI is what they do. Um, I trained with them years ago. Uh, and they still do in like in pool trainings, like on Friday yep. nights, which is awesome. Like, and I've, I've gone up and participated with them, you know, in the winter, um, you know, maybe get ready for a trip or something like that kind of get your lungs, right. I really recommend it. If you're going to, if you're going to get into diving, don't just <clears throat> call one of your buddies up and you know, that, you know, spearfish say, Hey man, can you, you know, I get for gear? Like get the gear, definitely. You want to get high quality gear um, to start, but take a class. Like it will, you know, it might save your life. It might help you save somebody else's life. Oh, for sure. I don't. Even more importantly, like it, you will be a substantially better, you know, free diver and breath holder, um, oh, yeah. and probably a hunter. So, well, I see,
3: and and come just from the diving background on my end. I don't have the free dive side, but you know, going in there and just some of the science of diving stuff through SSI and some of the different things, you know, you really, you know something is something of decompression sickness or the bends, you know, you don't know about that unless you've gone through this. So you don't understand depths and intervals, things like that, which goes back to you, you know, doubling your time versus down below. How does that, I'm going to jump back. Do you guys ever really need to focus on things like the bends? I know you guys are doing shallow and short, but
1: I know, you know sometimes you can if, get down. If, do you see it? Unless you're diving really deep. So I've never heard of nitrogen sickness and a free diver. I, I think maybe if somebody, um, like a really, really world-class diver was doing, you know, triple digit dives for, you know, a long, like a, a long time. Um, but doing what we do, you don't have to worry about. It. Okay. We, we can
4: get Samba, um, which is almost like a blackout. You get really shallow water blackout. blackout. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was gonna um, ask
4: about that because yeah, I was your yeah. motor functions pretty much just go haywire.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's and something we your, had in like
4: start shutting down
3: dive school in the military and things like that, doing water trainings. So we, we had a lot of shallow water blackouts. Yeah. So that was the next thing I was gonna get in. So I'm glad you touched on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, what Josh was talking about before is the hook breathing. So what they'll teach you as a safety when you're when you're doing Duration dive from the surface. What they you know teach you to do is kind of you get up to the surface, you exhale, but you hold and you hold that first inhale in for a couple seconds. Like you don't want to dump all the oxygen because your body's you know defense all the oxygen in your lungs. Like the blood from your brain will rush down to your vitals to kind of you know it's in like safety mode, right? So you, you black out, and that's essentially what happens is you you black out. You know after you took a breath on the surface because your body's you know kind of protecting itself. Yep, um, and. That's how, you know, you know, you have a fatal dive. But the way that you defend that is what they call a hook breathing. So you would surface and you would take a you know quick breath and hold, just hold it in, hold the first three in um, just for a, a little bit, you know, two or three seconds. Gotcha.
2: And it's really important to obviously to be with somebody else so that if something like this happens,
1: Oh yeah. No doubt about it.
4: Yeah. So your buddy can see you. We, we, we like to practice one up, one down here. Um, it is kind of hard since visibility is usually only, you know, 10 to 15 feet at best. Um, but it's one up, one down is definitely the way to go. Stay, you know, your buddy stays at the surface while you're going down. He comes up, you make sure he's good to go, and then you go down if he does the same
1: for you. Look at each other, check each other, give a little thumbs up and okay. Uh, It it is hard, too, because a lot of us, you know, we hunt. We we hunt rapidly. I do it all the time. I mean, I swim, man, like a lot of people, you know. I dive with They don't want to swim with me. You know, so, you know, you try to, you know, you're trying to cover ground at the same time, you know. You know, and two people in the same area, too, is really the intuitive for about it as you know, hunters guys. You know, you want to have two guys in the same you know tree stand. It doesn't really else. You know, it's it kind of spooks them a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, gotta, yeah, I hear try. you. Uh, so the attempt has to be there just for safety. Try to keep eyes on each other. Um, but if you're fishing in like clear water, you know, down maybe perhaps Florida or Caribbean or something like yeah, that, it's, it's a little bit spot each other from a distance. Yeah. So basic gear,
3: you know, going into this. You guys kind of covered the uh, the the overview of what it's like. Your time differentials. What's your basic gear? You know, are you going down with weight belts and the gun, storkel. That's it. Or you know, kind of give everyone a walk through uh, what you're wearing.
1: Go ahead, Mitch. Well, uh, essentially, I mean, you, up here you would you would it would require you to have a uh, a wet a full wetsuit, a good dive mask is, is your best friend, your fins and your dive mask, I think are the most important tools you're going to have, you know, yeah. you can swim a without a wetsuit for
4: a, a bad day.
1: Yeah. A leaky mask. I, and, and I always, we've all done it too. You know, if you want, you want, you want to buy a low start and get, tra- you know, train, you're going to evolve out of that. and You're going to buy good stuff, you know, the next year anyway. So I always advise people go out and kind of do your recon and, and, you know, buy some, buy some good gear. Uh, specifically, you know, you you will need a weight belt and, you know, you, you weight yourself according to, you know, what size, you know, wetsuit you have, you have a five mil wetsuit. Um, you know, you're probably going to want somewhere in the, you know, 12 to, you know, 14 pound range A three mil wetsuit, a little bit less, obviously you don't want to be overweighted, you know, you'll sink and and it's a little trickier to uh, get off the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and the fins come in different shapes and sizes too. you know, starter fins being plastic blades, uh, less expensive, uh, fiberglass blades, which I think are pretty fantastic. They're like middle range price. You know, I always advise people get glass blades to start. Um, and then they have, you know, tons of like professional quality, you know, carbon fiber, you know, really like foot pockets and stuff like that, which are, they're dope. I mean, all the, the technology that we have is, is, is wild they're
4: like a fiberglass uh, and a exactly. together they're really cool
1: nice so and and this can actually can you cover can, 10 feet on the surface yeah. And, yeah and this goes
3: back to taking those dive classes because if you go in there and you take the dive classes they'll teach you this stuff you'll get to try the stuff you'll find out what that weight is you need to get neutral buoyancy Absolutely. And it answers all those questions before you ever hit the open water.
1: And they, they'll they all sell it too. I mean, a lot of these places, I know, you know, Nick Faza and the, you know, the East coast divers guys up in Brookline, like they got a sick shot, they got guns, they got roller Great. guns. They've got, you know, fans, you know, Mari's stuff like, you know, high nice. quality gear, um, you know, in a lot of these places, you know, I, it's, it's nice. I mean, your buddy can counsel, you can ask anybody. And we we'll, you know, we've all, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear and sorted it out so yeah i can tell you what to buy i'll put together an order form you know for you on you know on you know austin's dive shop or nectonics you know and you can get it but um it's nice because you you kind of want to feel it out yourself too um as it goes for like a spear gun and actually what you're hunting with uh there is definitely like levels of quality but all of them are pretty darn accurate i mean it's a Steel spear on a rubber band gun. So a lot of them are pretty accurate, but um, durability. You're gonna spend, you know, eight hundred bucks to a thousand bucks on a good gun with a reel. Yeah, you want yeah, you, know, you want to own it for a long time. I think. Yeah, or definitely, or twenty of them.
3: <laughs> selections like, man I, I got a funny
1: feeling I'm, I'm in the right company to be talking about gun collections <laughs> i see trevor down It tell you your gun not serious exactly <laughs> just a little
2: <laughs> it's like everything else i mean it's like fishing or bow hunting or whatever you just that's when that's you right. go all in on it you you're in you know it's just the way that it goes i mean once you see one you just it's a lifestyle see more
1: too. oh definitely hey, ma- I'm definitely a consumer. It's like I said, it's a lifestyle sport. Like a lot of people that get into it, you're probably going to be passionate about it. The people that stay doing, you know, spearfishing are. it's a unique type. Um, you gotta be willing to really be comfortable while being uncomfortable and willing to push yourself. And I found that a lot of the people that actually participate in this sport, or like really, you know, badass folks, like, you know, they really like, you know, being outside their comfort zone and challenging and not only like hunting, eating, cooking, you know, all the above. I mean, you're going to kill it. You're going to cook it. So we all, <laughs> we're all pretty good in the kitchen.
2: So, so Mitch, uh, where did it all start for you as far as being a spear fisherman?
1: I, 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 I I'm glad you asked that too. I'll preface it by saying I grew up I was as a ask, avid freshwater fisherman um up in western Massachusetts um like I said my brother Russell Belanger he's a FLW tour pro now I mean he's you know kicking butt um but yeah we grew up and and we would go you know spend our days weekend whenever we had free time you know catching bass jumping on those fishing from, uh, i would say it was about to go um eight or nine years ago uh, i ran into a buddy of mine uh travis bailey he's in our club too he's an outstanding free diver spear fisherman surfer um and he he t- he's from hawaii so he's telling me about spear fishing, and i'll never forget the first conversation i had he, he he tells me oh man you can go underwater and hunt these fish in the ocean i'm like oh man i'd never <laughs> i had never put a wetsuit on in my life and and he's like all right that's cool it's- so we geared up, we had a bunch of gear, traveled down to the sea, and we were diving around and catching some tog. And I'll never forget, it was it was on from that day. It was a passion. And I knew immediately that it was something that I'd do for the rest of my life. Um, you know, coming from, and it's funny, because I was a pretty good rod and reel fisherman, and I just, it kind of stopped. does. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'll go up and visit my brother, and, and we'll go, you know, catch some largies and, and smallies and whatnot. And, uh, you know, pike, we'll get some, you know, we'll ice fish fish in the winter and what, um, you know, being underwater in the ocean and, and actually kind of being really intimate with, you know, how you're catching them and hunting them. Uh, that's, that's kind of turned me on a little bit more than, you know, not that I don't. So I've, I've graduated a little bit. Like I'm, I'm catching, you know, porgy and black sea bass now. Like I've, I've started a little bit, you know, doing some jigging. Well, um, and so that, that's essentially it. Yeah. I came down um, to the ocean and, and never wanted to leave. And we were, we were driving down from the mountains like two and a half hours, uh, I mean, literally every weekend just to go, you know, hunting and fishing. So I don't think anyone charged harder than we did. I don't think we slept for about five years. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) travel attests to that too. You know, and I I, I met up with my fiance and, and, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, moved down to Newport. So I'm, I'm super fortunate that I can, I'm, I'm living where I used to vacay and I get to, you know, scope on the rocks, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm that guy that checks on the dive spots. Like, you know, I'll sit there in my truck and, oh, and check people. What's up guys. How'd you do? Crystal. You know, you got the binoculars out. Who's out there on the reefs? Uh, <laughs> That's so right. awesome. The, the local creeper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Where did it start for you, Josh? So, um, my dad used to always spearfish, uh, when I was like 12 and everything, I, I went out with him a few times and I was, it was murky and you know, it was crazy. You know, back when I was 12, I just wasn't into it. I went, you know, I went a few times, but I was, I was playing horseshoes, actually, with a few buddies out in North Stonington. We had a horseshoe league out there. And they're like, hey, we're going spearfishing tomorrow. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll try <laughs> it again. Let's go. Grab sure. my dad's old gun. I went out with him. They were calling it Beers and Spears. They brought a 30 rack and a few spears. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> it was
4: <taboo. laughs> October, so Blackfish was open. We were shooting Blackfish out at uh, Fisher's Island. And, you know, after that day, I was like, wow, that was awesome. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing that again. But after the next few years, it was it was on.
1: That's awesome. It's so cool. So- it's funny how quick you could dump money into it. You just love it. <laughs> uh good some wet stuff and bad. gear and and all that and it's it a good hobby speed. to have too and i i what oh. I'll, I'll definitely, you know, reference when I first, you know, started I met with a club, like tries the Kelly Gillette and, uh, you know, Eric Faust, John told Ed Wormwald, a lot of the original guys, Jimmy Ganyon. Um, we had that first contest over there and that was probably like a, that was like a life-changing day for me. It was really cool to be, you know, introduced to a tribe of guys that were all, you know, sportsmen, hunters, outdoorsmen, like that really, you know, they did the right things. they were really cool people. And, and I knew right away, I was like, damn, I, I found like a, a cool tribe of people um You know, guys and girls. You know, now uh, we have we have female members for our club, and, and everyone's really cool. And Josh and I definitely take pride, in you know, our our we call it our tribe. You know, it's true. Like well, we 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 love being a part of it, and yeah, kind of boys. you know managing it. And girls, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, people are badass.
2: So, what so exactly has the club come to today from what it has been in the past? Like, so what do you guys do? What is, it so like, what we is have,
4: it? um, we, all right. So, so we're, we're nonprofit. Um, we give back, uh, we have a, you know, we do a beach cleanup every year. Uh, we have salty impressions. Uh, our good buddy, Mike Landau, he was the president before me. Um, so we do a, a trash cleanup. If you go out in the ocean and you pick up balloons or you pick up trash on the beach or anything, Take a picture. You send it to our Instagram. We'll give you tickets. Mike Landau is a great guy artist. Um, he does fish prints. So he paints the fish and then he throws paper over top of them. So the fish comes out just like it is uh, how it was. It's a great trophy. Um, but he's given out a few guy So for sure. Um, we, you know, and those we, are
1: just a couple of the new events.
4: Yeah. New things. We've, we've got that. Like we, we do. We um, had, there was like, you
1: know,
4: um, the leaderboard tournaments are a year round tournament, uh, not year round, but season long. So it starts in April, ends in December. Um, but it's for the biggest fish. You shoot the biggest fish, you put it on a certified scale, um, you videotape it and you send it out to, you know, the masses on Facebook and Instagram and everybody gets to see the video. So everything's legal. Um, we do certified scales from red tide spearfishing. Um, we also do seven events, one day events. Uh, We've got our SCUP cup. We do our beach cleanup every year. Um, We have our tog blast at the end of the year. That's always a big one. The biggest one coming up is um, on August seventh, though, behind the fisherman. That's going to be our species meet. That we always have at least 150 to 200 guys. Last year was that that
1: online tournament. Josh, I gotta give it. I gotta give give some credit to Simon, the, the, the year long, the season long thing. That's, that's it. That's Josh's baby exclusively, you know, started by Josh. He manages it. And like, it's freaking cool. His uh, idea grew. And now it's like, I mean, it, it's pretty darn cool. And that like, I'll get a huge credit, bro. That was, you know, and, and honestly, the popularity it's, it's allowed us to spread too. Cause people can like, you know, from Maine and, and New Jersey can participate in these contests, even if they don't, you know, um, want to travel to, uh, Rhode Island for our events. Yeah. Um, and it's really kind of a lot of us to network out. I think the the template was, you know, there's a couple other clubs in the country that do it. Um, you know, we weigh our fish and we do require, you know, people to have, you know, updated certificate certified scales. Um, and you know, it's really cool seeing people cooperate. Like my backyard is like a weigh station. Like all the boys in Newport, they're like, Hey man, where's your scale? And they just, they, they fly to my house and weigh it. Um, you know, and we were strict on it too, because you know, keep in mind, some of the prizes are, um, you know, thousand dollar spear guns. So, you know, we 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 try to mitigate. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and and in all fairness, like keep keep it on a level playing field. It's a, uh, you know, it's tough, but we're good. We're pretty brutal. We we we've <laughs> dairy, we Dairy love. Queen Dairy we Queen. A few use. people. We call yeah, we call it DQ. If somebody weighs their fish in, you know, in the wrong way, they don't you know show the certification and they filleted the fish already. We gotta you know, send him the dairy queen, give him a blizzard, no harm, no, harm, yep. no foul. Go, go, go catch a better fish. Yep. Yep. Charge hard next day. To- <laughs> I get that.
2: So do you have like sponsors per category? Is that how yeah, that works so
4: out? Every category. So if you shoot the biggest, uh, sea bass, um, you could be winning, um, a pole spear from Neuritic, or you shoot the biggest tuna, biggest yellow fin, um, the biggest yellowfin this year is from, I believe, New England free dive. Um,
1: but yeah, yeah. So every um, every, every category, category, spear gun and pole spear. spear has their own yeah, have, sponsor have, yeah, for the biggest fish. fish. Yeah.
4: If you shoot one of the pole spear, it's going to be different than if somebody
1: shot one of the spear gun. So we've got different categories. It's it's getting big. Finance is a new thing this year too.
4: three different categories that you could enter into. That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts.
1: Yeah, Some of the prizes are out of control too. I mean, these companies are are freaking awesome, man. Like, like kinetic spearfishing out of, you know, San Diego. Um, I shot an 18 pound blue last year and won, you know, it was a, the biggest one for the year club record. Um, and the, the prize for it was this beautiful 95 centimeter gun with an Aussie reel custom enclosed track. Like, I mean, world-class quality, you know, uh, spear fishing gun couldn't, you know, couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm pumped up, you know, and we're handing out, pole spears, custom wetsuits, um I mean, you name it, charters. People, you know, everyone knows charter boats aren't cheap, you know, so to, to have these guys kinda of open up their doors and say, Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a, a charter.
4: I was wrong on that tuna. The biggest yellowfin tuna this year is from Kinetic. Then Big Eye is gonna be from True North Electronics. Yeah. Over in uh True North Mike over in uh where is that? Over in East Lime. Oh. Wow. That's
2: awesome. That's, so how does someone enter into this, this competition that you have coming up
4: into the competition coming up? You can either pay palace or Venmo. Um, our non-members are going to be 60 bucks and a member is going to be $40. Um, comes with a t-shirt. Uh, we got some crazy uh, trophies coming from Mystic metal works down in Miami, Florida. Um, our art was done by diver We got an awesome re- uh replica of like the race. So it's a diver underneath the race. It's like an under overshot. It came out amazing. Can't yeah, wait this.
1: Those shirts are badass. I'm going to buy like six wait. of them. They're that good. It's, <laughs> I got a funny story about the prizes that, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, how often does it ever happen? Like, because we raffle it off, right? We do the way and the raffle starts. We got prized. I see, you know, spear guns. I see wetsuits. I see, you know, fans, all this stuff. And underneath one of the tables, there's a box for a, a Traeger grill. Right. And there's like a long spear gun in the back, which is, you know, dope gun. And, uh, I'll never forget. How often does your ticket ever get called first in a raffle? Right. Never. My mine did that day. So let's, let's backpedal to, you know, the, the 170 dives I did during the day, I had calorie depleted. I was completely washed. Like I couldn't even like see straight. Right. I'm I'm looking around. I'll never forget. Like, uh, yeah, I couldn't even pick a prize. I didn't even know what I wanted. I'm holding up. I'm like, Oh man, I'm kind of dopey looking around. And then they're picking up a, a spear gun, which I was pumped on. And then the, the next guy, the next guy's uh, raffle number gets called. They weren't going to wait for me to look stupid anymore. So it, they call his prize. He dives on Tiger grill. You know, I'm like, what? I didn't know that thing was you know available for, a, you know, one of the prizes I'll never <laughs> stay frosty <laughs> at the way is <weigh-ins>, boys. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> stay alert.
2: So guys, I, uh, I do have one question for you in, what, what is, I'm uh, not even a question. I just want to hear kind of one of the, one of the craziest things that's happened to you underwater.
1: Ooh, oh, I got a good one. Yeah. yeah. I was down, down in Florida a couple of years ago. Um, and we, we used to take a regular trip opening a grouper May 1st every year. So me and uh, a few of the guys would go down there, you know, Mike Landau, Rob till um, Travis Bailey, you know, we had, uh, John Dornellis, a good friend of mine. He's a rife team diver, excellent spear fisherman. He, he met us down there, um, you know, one year and I'll never forget it. was like the, the second day of diving. None of us has been, been in the water much, you know, since, you know, probably November the year before. And, uh, the, the weather was pretty rowdy and we were diving on some really deep stuff. Like we were doing, you know, triple digit dives, like on this bridge rubble that they had dropped, you know, as a artificial reef and, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I don't pay, I don't spend too much time down there. That that's that's pretty deep, you know, and especially not that early in the year. So I paddled down there and I, I, I'm at like 98 foot and I see I look over where I can see the bottom sort it out a little bit, and I see this um, big loggerhead turtle swimming over towards me. And this thing is like a fucking Volkswagen, right? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it stops me in my tracks, and it just keeps coming. And at me, I'm like, oh, he's a little bit big. So I, I, I put it in reverse and I start paddling towards the surface. And obviously he's a little faster than me. Um, I remember I put my spear gun, right? Like on his shoulder, like on its wings, I was nervous. I'm thinking, you know, this is pretty deep. Like if he kind of, you know, jabs one of my fins, I'm probably going to struggle to get back up. Um, so I'm pushing off with a turtle while he's pushing me to the surface. Um, and i ne- I get, I get close to the surface and I see Rob and John are, 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 you know, next to the flash and I'm like tapping the top of my head. Like, come on, dude, somebody, please give, give me a paw. Um, you know, and they're just dying laughing. They're looking at me with this rapey turtle pushing me up from the bottom. And I, it, it was definitely it caught me off guard man that thing was big boy that's, was that big that's awesome <laughs> he, he pushed me all the way to the surface and i don't know what he, he just didn't like me anymore i didn't wear deodorant that <laughs> get thing. out of here yeah he that's out of the way Freaking away. awesome
4: I mean, I have attack me,
1: but I, I gotta say
4: one of the craziest things around here that can happen to you is being blacked out by striped bass if you go out to southwest ledge out by block island um there's a crazy amount of ginormous striped bass the schools that schools you dream about it's it's really insane but if you get to the bottom and sit there and sit there you're gonna have bass crawling on top of you and it 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 blacks out the bottom i mean you go from complete daylight to darkness
1: Wow. So that's what, we, that's what just, we live for, man. That's like my alarm clock so in the morning. Funny. You know,
4: it, it just it, it brings chills over the back. You know, yeah. it, it gives it you th- chills.
1: It's sick. Doesn't get old, you know. Paddle into them. Never, uh, yeah, it never gets yeah, you, old. You hear the tails kind of, and the they all thump their does, tails yeah. at the same time. What, it, Sounds you, like thunder move, going off.
4: If you move really, or if you move at all, and you disturb them, they see you at all. They all take <laughs> off at once, and it's like a thunder roll. It's just, <laughs> you can feel it in your chest. It's, it's, it's a feeling that I think everybody needs to feel
1: in their life. We can, we can segue that to, um, you know, how to kind of hunt for them and what the best tactics would be too. You know, like I, I you know, and, and like Josh said, you know, I think the best tactic to, you know, get to get into them is uh, go down there, pretend you're a log, and, and yourself, hold you know, the lobster up
4: and just wiggle it around. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put a couple eels right on, <laughs> you to to your on top of here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little, little eel, string them off your fins. You, you'll get some attention down there. That's it. Uh, but yeah, you go down there and lay on the bottom, man. Don't move. Keep your fins in the dirt. Don't even paddle like the last 20 feet. Just let yourself sink right in. Yep. I think that's how everyone, you know, you want to sort them out. Cool. I prefer, I, if, there, if there's a group of people, I always kind of, you know, advise like guys, you know, if we find the pod or something like that, go in and take me, if you can make a good shot, you know, take a shot from above, you know, an elevated shot and fatal, you know, suck the fish out of the pod before you scoop them, um, you know, before you scoop them out. I mean, and, and let, let your buddies kind of, get a chance to usually tell how big they are. If you, you know, well, actually we don't have to worry about that anymore, but you know, back when we could catch, you know, whatever we wanted. Um, yeah, you could see you know, the shoulder width of them, of them would, you know, determine uh, pretty easily. So if you're a them, you know, nuke that thing, <laughs> snatch, snatch that big old fish out of there. Um, but now, yeah, you really want to have a broadside look to it and get a really clean, um, when we're hunting. Um, and I've noticed too recently, like, you know, a lot of people have kind of deviated from, you know, going for the striper as much as it's, it's, it's more like, you know, you hunt for other species, which is awesome. It's great that everyone's kind of really encouraged to, hunt black sea bass and porgy, um, because they're, they are, those are the fish that are hard to hunt, uh, are pretty dopey and striper are curious too. Like they're, they're, they're you know, those porgy and black sea bass will actually run. They, they pose a challenge. It's, it's, um, you know, so you got to kind of posture yourself properly and, and really kind of, you know, get in there, um, you know, slowly and, and use some technique when you hunt them.
4: Um, is definitely our most skittish fish
1: for sure. They're, they're tough. If you can get, if you can get, get, a, a, poor, get yeah. a pole spear, you're, you're a talented spear. Yeah. You get them close to you enough. They actually got to hang down there for a little while before they come in close enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's funny cause people, people are like, you know, they're going out and really taking pride in how big their, their, their scuff are and uh black sea bass. And I, I love it. I, personally, I think it's her diving better hunters you know, anyone can, you know, flop overboard and, and and shoot a 50 pounder, you know, years, you know, years ago. I mean, you, you mark them on the electronics and get down there. They kind of, you know, it's fun as a trophy hunter, but, um, to, to become an actual, you know, underwater hunter, um, you know, fun, challenging fish and, and black sea basses and, and porgy, I think are the the good ones that we have and flounder we don't even speak about it it's not you know i'm not one of those people trust me i catch flounder on accident i land on top of them when i'm, when I'm getting to the bottom <laughs> of, when I of, the
4: top of the reef
1: <laughs> that's crazy uh, I some have- dudes are crazy some guys get down there they catch them yeah you know, really? do you have to stay
2: down there longer because of, for the fluke to kind of see them or
4: they're just camouflaged really well into the yeah. sand we used to have them around. I mean, I remember going to Waterford Beach with my dad, and he would come out with a stringer of fluke. I will go down to Waterford Beach now, into to the same spots that he told me that he used to find them, nothing. But out, guys out on Long Island, they're killing them.
2: I shot one one time, and it went right into a lobster pot. I <laughs> almost
1: I almost drowned
2: almost drowned because then i'm attached <laughs> yeah. to it right and i wasn't using a reel oh. so i had to leave it get up get oh, it back and try and get oh it was a nightmare to the point that Ouch. i just grabbed the whole of the lobster pot and just dragged it in shallower so i could deal with it because <laughs> i didn't really care but i just wanted to get my spear back you know what yeah, i'm saying like because like, now my gun's attached it yeah, was a nightmare. complete and utterly nightmare <laughs> oh, i thought i thought that day I was gonna drown the equipment's
1: not cheap. No. <laughs> man <laughs> tell you not what, yeah, <laughs> we, we've all done it. I mean, I've definitely hustled by some weird stuff before and like four knot current. It's like doing like a, a wind sprint before you have to hold your breath to go down and like retrieve your spear That's from right. a rock. Yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, never, right? never mind a lobster. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: yeah. nuts. It totally was. Uh, I did definitely have one question for you guys. What, what would you guys change in the spear fishing industry?
3: What do we change? Hmm. We may have found a branch that no one has a lot of here.
1: never thought about that.
2: No, like something that maybe like, is there like a shaming type thing or something like that, that maybe, I don't know. We just, I just like to ask that question. Just kind
1: of. It's such a young sport that I don't think anything, you know, is really, you know, it's really kind of just started developing, um, on social media, as of like it's a good thing. You know, five, six years ago, and and popularity of it, Um, so people really haven't gotten tired of you know looking at the video.
2: That's a good thing, so man. I, that's not I, a bad thing that um, there's no yeah, answer.
1: As it as it goes for for changing.
4: I think it's a I good mean, thing. We we didn't have a year long tournament, so I uh, uh, I made one up. So well, we changed that, but <laughs> there you go. So I mean, you know how I fishermen think, have their
1: etiquette. They, everyone yep. has their etiquette too. It's unspoken laws, right? You know, dropping spots and, you know, telling people where you catch your fish. Some people taking their photos. Everyone's really proud they catch their fish. You know, I think that's kind of, uh, you know, got it. You know, people documenting the bottom and then letting everyone know where, you know, where they're fishing. You know, I, I personally like to yeah. you know, go you find that. yourself, yeah. man. Go, yeah. go do go a go little to, recon. Change your right. fishing world. It's gonna, that, that, that's a little taboo, I think. It just hasn't far. been kind of caught on. Some of the people that are spear fishermen, they might not be fishermen, if you know what I mean. Like, they might mm-hmm. be a diver, right? So, like, that unspoken rule of conduct that we have as sportsmen, as fishermen, right? You know, kind of earn it, work for it. Absolutely.
2: Well, boys, the last and final question is, what drives you guys outdoors?
1: What drives us outdoors?
2: Yeah.
1: Nature. Food. You know, it, yeah, getting that food, just, having that excitement.
4: You know the the the, the smell of the ocean.
1: <laughs> it, just being active, man. It's yeah. it's a, it's a good vibration. Like you, you know, everyone loves. Like I, I'm, I'm never happier than when I'm, you know, on the water. You know, and I'm on a boat. You know, um, fishing with the, the with the boys,
4: just that. Yeah, ah!
1: It's quiet. You can't hear your cell phone ring. You know, turn it that's, off. That's that's this, one disconnect. Point. That's never. That, Yep. Just I love gonna, going offshore fishing. That was like, I, I'll never forget last year, you know, I, going offshore, and I'll never forget the moment that like my phone went out of service was like the happiest I was. Like, I dropped like shit. I threw it in my bag, I'm like, fuck it. Like, hey, I was so, I really, yeah, you don't think about little disconnects like that that really kind of, you know, mean something, you know, you know obviously it was a change I needed, you know, for that few days. But, um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, time for yourself. And especially spirit fishing is somewhat kind of meditative. You're, you're relaxing yourself and you're, it's, it's on you. Go enjoy yourself. Take bring a you, camera you, with it. You. you don't have to hunt. Your breathe, like, up, like, your
4: breathe up is really meditative and it's, yeah. it's, it's a relaxing day. Oh
3: yeah. All right, guys. Well, before we uh, cut you loose, where can everybody find you and get involved?
1: I see fingers being pointed. (laughs) Uh, So Instagram at at tri-state skin divers is our Instagram. And then we have at tri-state leaderboard. That's the online tournament for the year. And then we have a tri-state skin com. We actually got a website this year, which is, you know, sick. Yep. Um, you know, check it out. And all of our sponsors are on there and we have a lot of, you know, there, there is an email list on there too. So like, if you're someone, you know, that's curious, to, you know, maybe ask some questions, feel free, you know, reach out, find us on social media. Um. Josh is, you know, uh, I shoot fish is his Instagram. Mine is Embalanger 33. Um. Feel free, send a message. Like it, it happens it's all the time. Done. People kind of find us. I mean, people, you know, uh, they know I live in town here. So it, it was funny because even like last weekend, you know, I'm letting people like borrow stuff out of my dive shop in my backyard. I mean, lead li- <laughs> on the fence, you know, guns floating around. I'm like, you know, but I don't want to see anyone, you know, not have a dive buddy or something like that or, or need something and they have to drive two hours home to get it. So, you know, yeah, that's how, I mean, you can find it, find us on the website, but there's an email list and it's a good tribe of folks. Um, and I encourage you know if anyone's interested in joining, it's not just you know for spearfishing. This is a you know a, a sportsman's club. Everybody is you know an outdoorsman, a hunterman. So um, and, and we do we do a really cool uh, killing grill in the winter, which everyone you know everyone hunts in the fall and you know travels whatever maybe. So in February we we all have a cook off. And it's a contest, so everyone puts together like their plates. Like, what did you, you know, bluefin tuna, nachos, and tatag, you know, uh, empanadas, and striped <laughs> yeah.
4: Two years? No, you, won, wanna, you won't. You no, last.
1: I got a couple of them. Landon yeah, we got the
4: year before that, but he, he Mitch, Mitch, is, doesn't like. Yeah, your you're ever going to get invited to fish <laughs> so, <Get your> sandwich.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah! Awesome. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. guys, thanks for jumping on here. We appreciate the time. It's uh. It's nice to bring on a, a whole new feature of the outdoor world. We haven't done any spear fishing. So you guys are breaking the ice here and it's been a blast. Uh awesome. Can't thank you enough. I mean yeah, any,
1: anytime, boys. You, you want to you know there, hear
3: from man. us again. Hit us up. This is fun. You know. Well, it, it's one of those things that it brings me back and makes me wish I was diving more because it is a blast. It's a good time. And it's just been too long since I really got out there and had fun doing it. Come so. out
4: east. We'll bring you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's Definitely. nothing we can't show you, man. Yeah, man. You want to make an appearance
1: up here? That's
4: fine. Let's go. <laughs> you said right. you go got ahead. inner ear problems. I mean, we can find some shallow spots. Hey, no you, doubt
1: I, about that. I'm, I'm all about, about it. We both have boats, so, you know, we can go, we can go knock Let's off go. some fish. Ah, uh,
3: you guys are tempting me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Set it up. Just, no, we can, just, just, we'll just it what I need. We'll go live from the boat. And, <laughs> <laughs> One more Whatever excuse. You. Are you all right. Right.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, well, don't be surprised when I reach out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all uh, I'm I, all about. You guys it. are welcome. So. We hope right. you do. Well, we'll definitely be in touch and get that thing rolling. And for everybody out there listening, if you've ever been interested or had a inkling of wanting to get underwater and try to do this, reach out to these guys and figure out how to do it. I mean, you already got the connection. Go stay with Trev, get out on the water, go make it happen. You know, just do it. It's one of those things. You you just do it. So until then, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and for following along and thank you guys for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive.